Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to a brand new Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. You are a man of the world. You are not bound to Washington, D.C. like I am. You get out and about. You're a man of the people, I would say. I am in wonderful White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia, and I know you're jealous. Wild, wonderful West Virginia. That's right. You're going to be joining us for the next couple episodes of Fed Heads from there, so I, I actually envy you. West Virginia's a great state, and White Sulphur Springs in particular is beautiful. You're at the Greenbrier, I assume? That's right. It's a, a beautiful place, uh, visiting to participate in the annual conference of the Professional Services Council. You know what? That is one of the preeminent events in the government business space, and I have never been invited by the Professional Services Council to participate in that, and I think that's a shame. They might have uh, they might have used a different spelling of your name for the invitation. <laughs> that explains it. Uh, Went, to that's right. Went to the wrong address. Went to the wrong address. On the other hand, you know, there's always the why would you want to be a member of a club that would have you have me as a yeah. Well, That's I might be insulted by that now that I think about it for a second. Yeah. But <laughs> that was not my intent. Okay, my friend. All right. Well, at any rate, I think the biggest development in the last week or so in our space has been an incredible push by the administration to, I think, put some teeth behind the shared services idea. Correct me if I'm wrong. Over the years, there's been a lot of incentive, a lot of carrot about here's why shared services is good. And there hasn't been as much stick. This is, you're going to have to do it. And I'll tell a little bit, a little story about that in a few minutes. But my sense is that this administration now thinks it's time for the stick to really make people understand we expect you to do business this way. This isn't just a good idea. This is what we expect and demand. Am I reading I this right, do you think? I, I think that's right. Uh, the, these things ebb and flow. The most successful effort we've had to consolidate these kinds of functions has been payroll. The government consolidated 24 payroll providers down to four, and that's a model that the government thinks it can replicate. It can't be done overnight, and it's often failed. So I, this is another effort to drive savings from the government's broad need for these services. You know, we're going to talk about category management in the next couple of episodes. This is leveraging the government's buying power. The government's the largest buyer of goods and services in the world. We ought to be able to use that buying power to get better prices um, and better goods and services for the taxpayer. Shared services is the same thing. We ought to be able to consolidate duplicative functions across government and get, get them better and cheaper. So the story that I have to tell, I saw a an administration official in about, I, would, I believe it was 2014, the fall of 2014, so it would have been the Obama OMB team, giving a presentation about shared services and this is why this is advantageous to you and this is why this is good for the taxpayer and so on. It was a very convincing, very eloquent explanation of shared services and defense of why this is a good idea. And when this person came and sat down at the table, I leaned over and I said, listen, off the record, I'm just curious, 
when are you going to say to these agencies, unless you do it this way, you don't get the money? And this person responded, well, this change is really hard, and I'm not sure we're ready to go that far yet, and this is still a kind of a new concept. And at that point, I thought, this isn't going to go anywhere, because until you tell somebody you don't get the money, you're not bound to get much movement in this environment. You know this better than anybody, Robert. That's right. I mean, it depends on the function, and that's how we got payroll done. Uh, Agencies were told they had to stop providing payroll services and migrate to one of these limited number of providers. That's a relatively discrete function. You're talking about grants management or financial management systems, much bigger deal, Mm -hmm. much harder, also much bigger risk, frankly. So um, because there's so many more things impacted. This new framework that the administration announced last week anoints a lead for each of the shared services. And they will deploy a variety of tactics from setting common standards to actually forcing agencies to consolidate that. Uh, and I think you'll see a diversity of success. You'll see variations in, in how well these, well these things do and how quickly. So the benefit that I think that I see here compared to efforts in the past is these four agencies are not just going to be providing the services. And I'm trying to remember them from memory. Treasury is going to be providing financial management services. GSA is going to be doing human capital uh, transaction services, payroll, et cetera. Uh, HHS is going to be administering grants management. Am I remembering that one right? So GSA is going to be performing, it is going to be the service management office for HR transactions. Yes. Treasure, treasury for financial management, mm-hmm. HHS for grants management, yep. and DHS for cybersecurity. So I had there three are, out of the four. That's not too bad doing it from memory, if I can no, say so myself. That's, you're, you're amazing, Francis. Everybody knows it. It's good to remind people, though. Um, so, But there are other areas, um, acquisition, contract writing systems, travel, FOIA, customer experience, real property management, those service management offices have not yet been designated, but will in the future. You said before, accurately, I think, we've seen varying degrees of success with these, or, or we will see varying degrees of success with these. When we look back at some point in the future and evaluate performance, what do you think the common threads will be among the providers who provided well and among the providers who didn't provide so hot? There should be quantifiable savings over the long term from these consolidations. So it's very important to note on the front end, it's going to be real, real expensive. Mm -hmm. Uh, The customer agencies ought to have a much better level of service and customer experience from the providers. And you ought to see a growing number of customers want to migrate to these shared services. Those are some of the things that I would see as indicators of success. And it strikes me that the first couple of things that you mentioned would drive the last one, which is if, and and the bottom line is, if the agencies that take over these functions are doing them well, it will be very appealing for the other agencies to go, well, I don't have to do this anymore. I I can just let them do it for me. That's right. So theoretically, that's right. But to your earlier point, 
because of the loss of control, there's going to need to be some forcing mechanism to get agencies to, to eventually migrate. Is this enough of a forcing mechanism, or is this just setting the stage for, at some point in the future for this or, so, or some future administration to say, okay, DHS has demonstrated, for example, that they've got cybersecurity. You don't do cybersecurity anymore. DHS manages your cybersecurity. It sets the stage. Okay. Um, you, you, this, the, the memo does not uh, is not in itself a forcing mechanism. It sets up the governance for all of these things. It identifies the lanes in which we're going to drive the greater reliance on shared services. So it really is the the next phase in our shared services journey, but um, but really the beginning of of the getting the, the benefits of what we've been trying to do all along. So it's the next stage in an evolution. It is not the destination, not the oh, end state. Yeah. Not by a long shot. So we and just keep plugging away. Who are, who are betting against this to be successful because the past is littered with failed past efforts. But I think this does this this does set a much higher expectation, and the the leadership is is pretty committed to seeing it through. Does it present a challenge that this is happening 20 months before the end of the first term of this administration and that it's possible that the people who are instituting this might be succeeded by people who are, number one, of a different political party and, number two, may be of a different managerial perspective as far as how the government should do business? Well, it's important to note that shared services has was a priority for the Obama administration, and it's a priority for the Trump administration. That bodes well for its transition to the next administration, whether it's Trump or, or another uh, president. Beth Angerman has provided strong leadership for the Office of Shared Services Management at GSA. Hopefully we can get her on the show to talk about it. Please, we're begging you. So her leadership has been really important. So I expect, provided she's still at the helm, that that'll be a key factor in its ongoing success. But there is a risk. There is a risk. The first term of the Trump administration is slowly but surely coming to its end. And things slow down, as you know, during a presidential transition. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these things are at risk. Shared services and category management aren't the same thing, but there is an intersection. And that's what we're going to look at in the next couple of weeks on FedHeads. Uh, there's a new report out from the IBM Center for the Business of Government called Buying as One, Category Management Lessons from the United Kingdom. They've been at this maybe not longer than us, but they've been at it, I think, more intricately and more deliberately and more forcefully than us. Uh, Anne Laurent has done a really good job of comparing what UK has done to what we've done and making recommendations about that. She's going to be here on the next Fed Heads and Leslie Field, the Deputy Administrator of Federal Procurement Policy, and really just an encyclopedia on acquisition policy and procedure in government. She's going to be on next week, too. So we've got a a great couple of Fed heads to look forward to. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Have fun out there. Don't stay at the bar too late, please. Okay. I promise. And I'll be home soon. All right. Robert Shea, thanks as always, my friend. Great to see you. Good to be with you, Francis. Thanks for listening to the Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.